again where we're back to being late as usual it's only a day. no worries <laughs> yeah it's it's been worse it's been up to a week late before but here we are only one day late not too bad not too bad exactly i think as much as we try to even make it late there's it's like that constant pressure to watch so yeah with with higurashi and tower of god it was easy to to delay that by a week but but not with attack on titan Exactly. Not to mention all those YouTubers who've been putting up those reaction videos and they just appear on your screen. As soon as the episode is released, they start doing the breakdown. Who is going to be? <laughs> yeah, their, their titles are like, I can't believe she died. And then it's like a, a wallpaper of like Sasha or something. It's like, oh, I, I wonder who, who died and who they're talking about here. Can't tell. Yeah, it's horrible. It's like they're spoiling it for people who haven't even seen the show, and now they're just like, oh, well, now I know this person dies. Right. Trash. Trash YouTubers. If, if we ever make a YouTube channel, we, we won't be like them. Yeah, you should have seen our Instagram uh, with the on the episode that Sasha died. Nobody would have known Sasha died except for the people who had actually seen it. So. Yeah, we, we make sure that we, we hit on the big points, but make it low-key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you right. think of today's episode? I mean, I thought it was another more of like a slow burn. Uh, I think it's following our predictions where, you know, a lot of shit happened. And then finally, they're unpacking like kind of why things happened. I really liked, I know you did too, because I can see you on the camera. But I really liked the scene, the last sappy scene where they're like, who should get the, the attack titan? And then everybody kind of does their little reason. And then it's kind of like... I don't want anybody to have it because I love you all. And everybody starts blushing. Gene over his face. And um, Armin's like, oh, it's, 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 sunset. it's just the sunset. Oh, golden hour? Yeah. And then Gene's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and then Sasha and Connie are both calling each other idiots. They're like, you, you just said an idiot shouldn't take the Titan. So why are you saying you should take the Titan? You're you're contradicting yourself. That that was my my favorite scene. That whole the whole scene in general was my favorite for sure. Truly, truly. And then he's like, huh? And she's like, huh? And their faces are so serious, and just the slow zoom in. I always like that. That was good. Uh, stuff. That was good. It's not every day you get a like a well executed like dummy scene, but that was a good one. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I was like confused the entire episode, and I don't really know why. Maybe it's like they were jumping around in the timeline a lot, and I don't know. It felt like they were just moving through things really fast this episode. Like even though there was no action, they were moving through like the the past two years really quickly. Like they basically covered two years in in this one episode, and right, um, yeah. it was a little hard to follow at times. It definitely does feel rushed. And the fact that they even went on as to say, like, an episode, the next episode, they're going to be like, hey, Gabby and Falco escape. Like, oh, are they going to, like, are they going to play that out at all? Or are they just going to show them the, like, the mistake? <laughs> but I agree. I mean, it's like, because they gave us the, the two years ago thing, and then they quickly did the whole diplomatic exchange, and then they went straight into, like, the another time jump a little, getting their reply. So I agree. 
but we'll break it down and hopefully it makes sense more to both of us. Yeah, well, we'll just need to digest it a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I and like the historia thing too, but we'll we'll get into that. But yeah, I agree. I'm getting some good background info onto how we got to where we are now, and I don't know. Well, it seems like next episode we're we're kind of moving forward now, like you said. Right. Falco and Gabby have escaped. Who knows how? Who knows if they'll even show that? But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like we're we're kind of done with the flashbacks now, and they're going to start moving forward in the story. Yeah, I think they did a decent job, like kind of showing Aaron, because like they at times they would you know they would show Aaron still like his innocent self, and then they would like juxtapose it with like him, and uh, in the courtroom giving up his story. He was like, "Hey, actually, uh, I forget what he said, but he was like he was saying how Zeke's plan actually does work or something," and then later on. Um, What's her name? The commander, Hanji. Like, Hanji. Where are you? What, what are you doing? Why are you talking to yourself? And then he's uh, he's suddenly just like all up in her business. But yeah, this dude was scary. He was about to transform into the Warhammer Titan. <laughs> Seriously, I kind of I'm kind of wondering why he didn't just escape right then and there. But we'll see. It's good. It, We'll see. It's it's. I feel like a lot of stuff happened, but I think during the during the episode recap, we can gradually make some sense of it. But I agree. There was there were a few crazy scenes. The prison one being one of them. Yeah. With with that being said, I I think we can just jump right into the recap. Yeah, like you said, Hanji's kind of questioning him, like, "Hey, why are you talking to yourself? I've never talked to myself." um yeah basically like you're you're kind of a a crazy person now aaron apparently yep and then that so that scene once again that scene in the manga is iconic the him looking at himself in the mirror scene but so i I thought they did a good job at the beginning of this episode with that so that was nice yeah and then and then the the timeline jumping around begins we go back two years and like the the Marleyans and the Scouts they're like talking to each other. At this point, the Marleyans have been on Paradise for about a year. They built out their port. They're kind of working together, but they still don't really trust each other. All the all the Scouts are now grown up and tall, and Levi's super short. He even says later, like, "You're also damn tall now." <laughs> I, I like I was like I because I, I was thinking to myself when Levi was like pacing around he was like this is the closest you're gonna get to these people he's like this short and I'm like wait what <laughs> but I saw online that he's like five two supposedly <laughs> wait so they're all giants I mean they're they're probably like five ten to six feet tall maybe. Okay. Maybe that's why Levi is so so good as a, a Titan killer because he's so small and ma- maneuverable in midair. Yeah, I mean, because you got to be good at gymnastics to be good at the omnidirectional gear. So it kind of makes sense. Exactly, exactly. But then, yeah, finally, um, oh, the what did, what did we call her before? The Oriental lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't she, like she comes back 
I don't like her at all. I thought I would like her. And then she's just like, eh, money, 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 money. I'm like, ah. Oh. And like that, that's another example of them moving through it so quick. Like she was nice at first and she's like, Oh, Mikasa, you're, you're one of our, our long lost heirs. And then like literally five minutes later, she's like evil. Now she's like, all right, so how much money are we going to get for protecting you? all? how many resources are we going to get? And it's just like, it moved through that so fast. Right. And then not to mention, cause she was the one that protected the Marley and I mean the, the parent, I mean, the, the LDN has so many, so many different people. She was the one that protected the, the glasses wearing guy at the, at the banquet. So you would think that she's nice and like genuinely cares about them. But apparently, yeah, you're right. They just portray her as somebody who's like only cares about the money. Yeah. It's all a, all a facade apparently. Yeah. But yeah. Did- now, from that exchange, as well as the secret exchange between her and Zeke, that Paradis actually has a very valuable resource that is potentially exclusively found in Paradis. And I guess it's able to just generate enough energy to fuel their jetpacks or their omnidirectional maneuver devices. So like to have something like that as an energy source in the industrial age that they're in certainly would be a powerful tool. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and then Mikasa also takes off her her wrist wrap and shows her her tattoo. I guess, which I never noticed that before that she had something on her wrist. I don't know if you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. I need to go home and like look at my poster of her um, that's hanging on my wall and see if, see if she does. It's like maybe it was under her sleeve and no one actually knew. We weren't supposed to know. I don't know. It could, it could have been one of those things. Well, that's the thing because I thought they said that he storyboarded this whole thing beforehand. So if anything, we should have had like a hint. So it could have been just such a small detail. Like somebody was trying to unravel it and then Mikasa just slapped her slapped their hand away. Or like they were just touching her wrist and then she just slaps them. Something like that. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to go back to to chapter one of the manga. Yeah, or Reddit will will hit us up with that beautiful <laughs> link. We'll see. But yeah, then like literally the next scene is them in the the deliberation room, right? And they're talking about resources and what are we going to get for like? Well, Hizuru will provide the army for support. Marley will give them the the rocks, whatever their rocks are. Um, yeah, so like, like we already said, it was all kind of a, a facade. So was that when they revealed Zeke Jaeger's plan? Cause they said that it was like a three phase plan, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that was part, part of my confusion. Yeah. I don't know if it was lost in translation, but like, it seemed like they revealed the plan, but I don't think that that is the whole plan because technically that was like two years ago when they were talking. And then, even up until now, I don't think they know his plan. Yeah, it it seemed like... So, like, Zeke has his secret plan, which no one knows except Zeke. We'll, we'll kind of leave that to the side. I think the, the three things that they were talking about were, like, the requirements to meet that plan, I guess. Because, right, one of them, she was, like, the founding titan has to be linked up with like the 
a te- no, I'm getting it mixed up, but a Titan with a royal blood. Right. So like that was one requirement and like Paradis needs like some sort of army. That's where Hezero comes in. And then like the breeding thing, I was just super confused about that. Like what, why did Historia have to have as many kids as possible? Did you get that? I, th- I feel like, I feel like it's because, um, so, because if Historia eats the beast, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so she's now the, so she's now the beast Titan. Yeah. Right. With so, royal blood. Yeah. So nobody else will have royal blood after that. Because I think what's happening is they need to continuously have a ready stock so that the rumbling can happen at any second. So they need to always have somebody with royal blood and they need to have somebody with the founding time at all times so that they can always threaten to have the rumbling while they build up their military on the side. So that way nobody can attack them before the, the military has been built up. So it's, it's kind of like, so they need to have as many babies as possible because that way they can give one of the babies the Titan for 13 years while the other ones continue to grow up. And then they can give the, uh, the other older one the Titan, but then the other ones keep growing up. It's not like you just have one baby and then after 13 years, the, that baby has to give it to another 13-year-old because they could barely have sex at that age. And then also a 13-year-old would be useless or they would be like one years old with the beast titan or something. And then they'd be like, <laughs> infant titan. I can't even speak English or something. So I feel like that's why. So, which is why it makes Aaron so mad because he's like, oh, so all we can do is just breed like livestock while we wait for our military to get built up by like people like Hizuru. All the, all the while, they're stealing our resources, is what I think. I'm not sure, but that was. That's kind of the impression that I get from thinking about it, like right now. Yeah, I mean, I still don't know if I get it. So, like, they they don't want the royal blood to have the founding titan, right? Because that that mean like makes you a pacifist, right? Right. So they want the founding titan to be separate. So that's Aaron and his future bloodline or whatever. But they still want people to have royal blood or like they basically want a lot of people to have royal blood is what you're thinking right because they because right now zeke has the royal blood plus the beast titan which i guess gives him that scream ability and then Victoria mm-hmm. is like i will take the beast Titan, but if she just takes it right now then there will be nobody else with royal blood after her but if she has a bunch of babies then one baby can take it while the other babies grow up oh i yeah, I get it. So he can, I, I forgot that Zeke can like turn people into Titans, which is like part of the rumbling. All right, then right. I'm with you now. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think it's still confusing too because like sometimes it's like the Beast Titans turning the Titans into human or humans into Titans, and then like the rumbling. Oh no, there's a slight difference. I feel like I don't. I don't really know. I, I don't really know. Oh. So hold on. Okay, so what we know right now is that Zeke, who has oh. the plus the royal, right? He is able to turn random humans into titans with his scream, right? And I don't, I don't know if that has anything to do with being the beast titan. I think that's just 
being like a a titan with royal blood. Mm, right, yeah. Very possible. Exactly. And then the founding titan has access to like all the other ones, right? So because the rumbling, technically you're not turning anybody into titan, like they're already titans. So I feel like the rumbling is like you can just control the other ones. So I guess combined, I don't I don't really know why the beast slash royal is necessary, but I hope I hope that they explain it. So we'll see. Right, because like Aaron, so I think the ability to control Titans is with the founding Titan, right? Because right. that's when like Aaron punched his dad's former wife and then had the ability to, you know, send send Titans after them and attack them. Yes. And then the ability to make more Titans is with the Titan with royal blood. So yeah, like you said, the combination of the two is what's kind of the threat here for other nations okay that would make sense and i think i'm i'm willing to like stick with that and make that our hypothesis as we go forward but they but they don't want the two to blend because then that then they become a pacifist yeah and it'll activate the king fritz um something something at the end which which side note that never really made a lot of sense either but that's fine yeah, we're just going to have to accept that somehow the king, the, the original king can impose his will on his entire predecessor. So, yeah. But, okay. So that's starting to make a little bit more sense. So then what happens? Good, good question. Let me, let me refer back to the episode. Yeah. Aaron <laughs> gets mad. He's like, um, what are we, cattle? Um, <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> then we cut back to the prison and he's like, I can leave whenever I want, you know. I, I have the the hardening, the Warhammer Titan, so I can break through anything. Right, right. Yeah, it's like Hanji, what can you do? What what are you doing here? And then he does the the flash thing. If if you can get a good screen cap of that, I feel like that should go into the to the post. That'd be that'd be nice. I really wanted to know though, like what kind of plan did she have? And I don't think she has any plan. Yeah, <laughs> it's like she just went in there to antagonize him a little bit. Right, but I think that's also why he's so upset. It's like because everybody is content to just sit around and not do anything and like just wait and like literally let them breed so that we can hold this thread over the world and hope that, that they don't come attack us. But Aaron, the attack titan, is like, yo, we can't just sit here and play defense. Like we got to go and we got to go and do something. And he's like, the fact that you're not, you don't even have a plan or like a, like a side, something up your sleeve frustrates me even more. Yeah. And like going back to the beginning, he was like, what he was saying to the mirror was just like, fight, fight. And then one of Hanji's, one of Hanji's like questions, this was kind of like slipped in there, but she was like, who are you fighting? And it's like, oh, good question. It's kind of like the whole world, it seems like basically. Yeah. So, I mean. It makes sense, you know. Um, sometimes I feel like I can't help. I wonder if like that is Aaron's personality, or it was only after he got like the Titan that he began to think like that. So, who knows? Maybe, maybe because I mean, like if if you inherit the Founding and they can control your thoughts, maybe like if you inherit the, t- the Attack Titan, then you start to think only offense too. Who knows? 
Yeah, I, f- I feel like at one point, and it might have been Hanji, but it might have been someone else. I feel like they said, I never would have thought you would throw Historia under the bus or something like that. Like, yeah. who said that? And like, when did that happen? Like, did I miss that? Because I felt like, based on what we talked about, Aaron was kind of standing up for Historia, right? Right. That's that's true. I think... Mm, well, okay, because what happened was, so in the order of events, he had only thrown Historia under the bus after... Yeah. Like at what at what point was Historia thrown under the bus? Like right now it seems like she's just kind of doing her own thing, but also her eyes were kind of all dull and sad looking, so maybe not. Maybe she's pregnant against her will or something. I don't know. I, I still don't really get it though, like what how Aaron threw her under the bus. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Okay, on top of, on speaking of Historia's pregnancy, I feel like Historia getting pregnant is her way of kind of a, like taking the side of that Zeke plan because she's kind of just going along with it and starting to do the breeding thing while she has that like blank expression on her face. So it's, it's definitely not like she likes this guy. It's more just like, I need some sperm and you are male. So let's... Let's let's get it on in this barn. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, maybe you're right. Like when they said I never would have thought you would throw Historia under the bus, that was like the future most point. Slightly before that, it sounds like at some point Aaron was on board with Zeke's plan. So maybe um Historia being pregnant kind of falls somewhere around there. I don't know. Yeah, so we will see. I feel like I thought it was at that moment, you know, like when they brought Zeke back after the invasion and then Aaron finally stood up and he was like, hey, something, something. He said something about like how, yes, Zeke's plan works because, um, you know, his, uh, his I touched this person while I had had my Titan, and then because of that, I was able to activate. I feel like that moment could have been when he threw her under the bus. I didn't. It didn't really oh feel like. But and but remember how like um, Levi was like, "Why would you wait until now to say that?" Or and it just seemed like that piece of information was not helpful in terms of their cause. Like it, that information helped Zeke's cause, and I think Hanji saying, "Why would you throw her under the bus?" Um, was because now she's going to have to just breed or like her breeding would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's just like the way they cut together the the timeline that was a little confusing, but I think that makes sense. But that's a good point. So we'll continue to see like the relationship between Aaron and Historia because it already seemed to kind of diverge once Historia got pregnant. And I don't think Aaron was, that wasn't Aaron in the barn, right? No, it was some random like farm hand. Okay. 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 So we'll continue to watch out for that, but I think that's our leading theory for now. We'll see. Yeah. Then we, then we get a little nice slice of life. I liked it. 
as as usual, Armin is being the the peaceful one. Um, Hanji's like, ah, oh, we we're not going to be able to work with Hizuru. They declined the whatever the trade proposal, or they wouldn't help him with trade or something like that. Um, but he's like, why won't they just talk with us or <laughs> I don't know, something like that? He was being uh, his usual peaceful self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I think that's the moment that she finally brought up the idea of infiltrating Marley in order for them to get to know them. So I feel like that's where the seeds kind of started for Aaron to like be like, wait, infiltrate them. Marley, that's a pretty good idea. I never thought about that. He's going to go deep cover. Yeah, but I mean, that whole scene happens. It was all happy. They showed the sunset looming, falling under the wall and... What happens after that? Oh, then then we cut to. I think this is the last scene of the the episode. But yeah, they're we're back in present time. It's just the the crew minus Aaron minus Sasha. Now they're they're kind of just talking about like who's on whose side. Yeah, they they say like, oh, Aaron's on Zeke's side now and isn't with us anymore. Mm-hmm. But then Mikasa's you know, defending him as always. At first she's like, I won't let you touch him, Connie, or something like that. And then he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you on you on their side? And she doesn't really answer and she's just like, uh I'm I don't think it'll come to that. Yeah. Kind of vague. Yeah. But I mean it all makes sense like how they like how um or who are still left on his side as opposed to who is kind of like splintered off because I mean, that's like the order of their relationship. And you can, you can even tell that like Connie and Sasha seem to be the closest from the train scene. And then now Connie's like, look at, look at what he did. He was laughing. I will say, I definitely thought he did that whole lip clench thing. And he was kind of like, Ugh. and then maybe he did laugh. I don't remember him laughing though. Did he laugh? Yeah, no, I think he did like the laugh at first, and then it, it turned into like the the anger or, or pain. So yes. um, maybe Connie only saw the laugh part. Right, right. Yeah, it's very possible. I just, I just thought that in that situation, Aaron genuinely felt for them, but then he was also just like, "This is what I got to do," you know, like, like yeah. the price has been paid, and you know, like we, I've made it this far. And once again, the Kogias part where you know the the nunnally or not not nunnally the other girl dies and he's like ah but it's already been done i must keep going for them so oh and then one last scene so that one scene where they were talking about how historia had gotten pregnant it was at the officer's table so it was at like the paradis officers like probably the army wall garrison or whatever and then they're just uh-huh. drinking and then they kept bad mouthing them and um yeah and then the dude brings the wine and he's like is it this one and i'm like oh it's like did they slip some poison into it maybe yeah, maybe but then the thing is like that wine bottle shows up repeatedly like even at the very end at that fireplace yeah. that wine bottle just kept coming up everybody was drinking it oh same same label and everything yeah, they even made sure. I just checked. It's at 22 minutes, the exact same label. It's it's also red wine, which is some good stuff. 
Interesting. Good, good, good catch. Yeah, that was like way too suspicious to to be normal. But like Nicolo was like this one. And he was like, yeah, yes. Maybe it's the the Marlians. They're like not actually on their side. Maybe they're starting their they're starting their counter strike now. Yeah, very possible. I mean, it'd be incredible because that's like four years in the making, but it's very possible. They're playing like 8D chess right now. Dude, yeah, so we'll keep an eye out for the, the wine, too. All right, I think that was the yeah. end of the episode, but I mean, just, just another solid episode all around. Yeah, pretty pretty good stuff. All right, okay. What's next? Um, you you got a you got a new background going. Where, oh yeah. So where you at? I am first of all not in Texas. For those of you that don't know, Texas is undergoing a very large winter storm. It's been that way for the past two days, and it's expected to be below zero for the next three or four days. They're doing these like rolling power outages because so much electricity is being used. So it's like certain places will just not have power from anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes. My roommate apparently hadn't had power for like 12 hours. So everybody's like, well, we don't have power. We can't study. So what can we even do? It's like go outside. (laughs) But anyway, so I am in San Francisco right now. I got an invite from a friend. So I'm currently bumming it right here. Wine glass in hand. Got some, got some vina. Oh yeah, it's pretty early over there, huh? I forget. Yeah. What's well, almost? I'm, I'm like, I'm like ready to sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll keep this pretty short. But all right, let's see. Any uh, questions um, that you've been burning to ask? Hmm. All right, I got one. What did you have for dinner? <laughs> all right i haven't eaten yet since i'm in the pacific, oh. uh, the pacific standard time but we're planning on eating some random japanese like instant to-go food including some takoyaki and some random beef udon wait something like that nice good stuff good stuff is that the is that the red wine from the show <laughs> yeah I don't know what it does, but everybody's drinking it, so I'm drinking it too. Good stuff. All right. What is your biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve? Wow. I feel like you have many. Oh, I have have so many. I'd say at the moment, because, you know, pet peeves change people not wearing their mask over their nose, but still wearing it like over their mouth. It's like, why even bother? Just go no mask. If you're going to do, well, don't actually go no mask. Just wear it right. That's my biggest current pet peeve. I feel that. I mean, dude, you see that? You see it at the gym? Well, that's the thing. In Texas, they don't give zero shits anymore. They don't even do that. Like they wore that like that maybe six months ago and then five months ago they just took it all off and they just go to the gym with no mask on and they've been doing it this the same way meanwhile in san francisco apparently they've had lockdown after lockdown plus it's like the restaurants can literally only serve people outside at a certain time it's uh it's pretty crazy the difference between states 
Yeah. I mean, I haven't been to a gym in almost a year now. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Exactly. Texas is just insane. Now we're paying for it with the winter storm, but anyway. <laughs> it was, it was karma. <laughs> <laughs> I will say on the note of pet peeve, mine current one, one of mine currently is when people do too much on Instagram. It's like, I, I can't even explain it because there's so many ways of doing too much, but you know, when you see it, that it's like, this, this is too much, dude, this is too much. <laughs> those, those fake influencers are like the influencers who like have, I don't know, less than a thousand subscribers or followers. Yes. yes. I, I, I'm trying to remember that thing that I sent you like a few, a few, maybe a, one or two weeks ago. It was like, um, should I bring flour for my uh, date or what? I don't even know what. Oh it was. my god! Anyways, and it was a poll. It was a poll. Who cares? I I definitely unfollowed that dude like five years ago. <laughs> I tried sending something to you, and you're like, I can't see it. <laughs> all right, all right, keep going. I know you're sleepy. Right. Sleepy too. Let's, let's wrap this thing up. Who, who's your top three and bottom one for the week? All right, all right. Let's see. Um, I'm going to say my worst one. My worst one is um, the lady, Azuma Beto. I, Fair. I yeah. just didn't like, you know, I thought she was going to be a good character and help him out, and there just wasn't. Um, okay. Uh, my third top, uh, I'll, put, I'll put Hanji. I thought, you know, she, you know, she's trying her best as a commandant, but at the same time, it's like really hard to do the job. It's, it's dude. I mean, yeah. you do. It's like everything is out of your control. You can't, you can barely control Zeke. You got to worry about the volunteers. Aaron's out here throwing a temper tantrum, plus like groping her. Uh, it's just, it's just so messy. And then yeah. out of all that, she's got to somehow lead them. It's tough. Um, I. I, I'm deciding between Connie and Sasha, and I feel like they're both good. So I'm just going to put Connie slash Sasha as number two. Um, but yeah, I mean, they definitely have their moments. Uh, I'll just put Mikasa as number one because she looked very, very cute with the long hair and the blushing. The train scene. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Seriously. All right. Well, worst, worst of the week, I got Hanji. Oh, uh, I, I felt like she was kind of antagonizing Aaron for no reason, but I do feel for her. Like you said, she has a, a lot going on. So, I mean, not not like that bad of a, a worst of the week. We've had worse. For sure, for sure. Number three, I got Connie. Clearly, he's he's missing Sasha, and I don't know. He's making some decent points when he's when he's talking bad about Aaron. So, got to feel for him too. Number two, got Aaron. I agree with Hanji that his disheveled hair looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, this dude can break out of there anytime he wants to, but I don't know. Maybe sitting there in the cell is all according to plan. Who knows? Exactly. Um, and yeah, number one, Mikasa. Easy. Easy. Number one. Easy. <laughs> Finally, give her some time. Give her, give her some room to shine. I know we need more long-haired Mikasa. 
no, not, nothing wrong with short hair, but she looks better in the long hair. You're right. Maybe maybe short hair is just more efficient for killing titans. Yeah, very very possible. Yeah. All right, and on that note, um, I think that wraps up another good week of Attack on Titan. Yeah. Cheers and enjoy enjoy your wine. Enjoy the cool cooler temp or warmer temperatures. I should say it's uh, three degrees here as I as I sit. Jeez. Not indoors, luckily, but luckily you guys are used to cold weather, so nothing has to shut down. Yeah, that that's true. Like streets get plowed. There, there usually isn't that like big freeway pile up. Yeah. So that's good at least. Insanity. All right, man. Yeah, stay safe out there, and I will catch you next week. Peace.